Welcome back to another week of the Golf Minded Podcast. Cody here with KT. Let's dive back in. Good evening, bro. How's it going, man? I am well. I am well. Welcome back to uh, the cold state of Indiana. <laughs> cold, man. Coming from Vegas, the three-hour time difference, oh, yeah. and the weather, man. Like, I'm I'm ready to go back out west or south. Right. Hey, real quick, speaking of that before we dive in. So, this is our 23rd episode. 23 is our number on the on the table. How was how it playing? 23 hit a lot. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Friday night, 23 hit quite a bit. It was a... Uh, it was a good evening in Vegas. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right, bro. So let's jump in. So we have uh, Swafford. He went low to finish on top this week, KT. Um, I saw at one point on Sunday, 10 players were within three shots of the lead. Hudson Swafford emerged from the pack with a late eagle birdie combo for his third PGA Tour win. Super impressive. Definitely. Did you, did you get a chance to catch any of the golf? Uh, I saw some of the clips where uh, his son was watching, and, I mean, he got pretty emotional. I think it was uh, – um, and then I saw a thing where um, his dad had yeah. passed away. And I, so I brought that up. Yeah, it so gives me goosebumps. Oh, you know, it's so. amazing. Yeah, so he finished at twenty three under par with a two shot victory, making him the winner, of course, of the American Express. So speaking of that, so his father did pass away on December sixth at age eighty three. So Hudson said he could feel his father's presence during his back nine performance. Multiple times he'd look skyward up on the back nine, so he'd look up in the sky, just kind of you know looking. Um, and he said he heard his father's voice telling him, be confident, you're playing great. So cool, man. Like you said, it gives me chills. Even me just kind of repeating it gives me chills. It's, it's, it's super cool, man. So let's dive in, bro. Um, so if you want to kick it off, let's talk about kind of Vegas. Let's talk about the golf game first. Um, how was that? How'd you play? Kind of rattle off where you played and which one was your favorite? Not good. So, <laughs> uh, Thursday we played, uh, Reflection Bay. Um, probably one of my, as far as ball striking, um, probably one of my better days. Okay. And then all throughout the bag, ball striking or just, yeah, I mean, I was hitting some iron, some, just a little bit of everything was decent. Uh, Friday we played, um, Paiute in the morning. We didn't end up playing the afternoon round because it was like 45 mile an hour gusts. Oh my goodness. So the morning round, uh, we played a scramble just because it was so bad. Yeah. And, uh, I definitely, that was my best round, but it's a scramble, but I definitely hit the ball really well that round. What Um, was the win like when, when you guys did play in the scramble at Paiute? Like the back nine, it got to like 45 mile an hour gusts. Oh wow. So the whole back nine. So the afternoon. So the afternoon we just canceled it. Just stopped. I know that makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, so Saturday we played um, Wolf Creek out in cool. Mesquite, Nevada. So jealous, unbelievable. Man. So jealous. <clears throat> I mean, views where where it was at. I mean, I, I'm a desert. I love it out there. Right. Um, so that was a bucket list for me to play there. Yeah. Uh, quick question about uh, Wolf Creek. How were the um, fairways? Everything true? Like everything good? Like was it dormant this time of year? Or Perfect. Was it, I mean. Was it- it, it was good. Paiute, Paiute and, and Wolf Creek, condition-wise, were phenomenal. phenomenal. Um, okay. Perfect. Ju- I've yeah. never played down there, so yeah. I, just, I was curious how the, that looks. The greens, the fairways, the, the sand traps. I mean, those two golf courses are done right. right. And then Sunday we played Revere Club, um, a private club there right where you could see the strip from some of the tee boxes. Awesome. Um, the Raiders practice facility. Awesome. Um, definitely a fun track. Just it's different playing that because you can't miss it anywhere. Some of those courses, like you see it, and it's like, okay, I just need to hit it here. But all you can think about is, well, there's a cliff over here, there's a drop off over here. Um, So it's definitely placement golf, but a lot of fun. Right. Um, Recommended to anybody to go out there and play. 
Um, and I, I think next year we're going to um, uh, where the PJ was last week. Yeah, PJ West. Yeah, we're going yeah. out to PJ West. The Quinta. Yep, yep. yep. So we're going to go out there and then. Uh, I'd love to go. That'd be yeah, fun. yeah, that's going to be a good one. Hopefully, we get twelve to sixteen guys. So yeah, that'd be cool, man. That's awesome, bro. I'm glad you had fun. You came back in one piece. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's what matters. Made it, made it back. A <laughs> couple days of recovery, but we made it back. Of course, man. Of course. Um, how many balls do you think were lost um, in the group? I lost two dozen myself. Oh my goodness, two oh, dozen. I wasn't even trying to pick you out. I was just saying in general, like two, how many two were dozen lost? on my own. I mean, oh, wow. it, it's. Uh, I mean, you just you you would hit some shots good. They'd kick off a rock, shoot this way, do that. Or you just blow it out like I did all day. And, you know, right. we played everything as a lateral. But, um, you know, I, I lost two dozen balls, man. Wow. So. so, real quick, just on Wolf Creek, were there any holes where you're kind of teed up way high, hitting down into like valleys and stuff? Obviously, that's what it looks like. A lot of them. A lot of them. Got it. How yeah. far was the ball going? It was going far, but it's it's tough. Like, one of them we were teeing and the green was elevated. So, to hit it up there, it's like... You know, I was like, oh, I've got a five iron. I've got plenty of club. Right. It's, you know, it's 200 yards, yeah. not even close, not oh even close to the green. Goodness. So, I mean, it's just stuff like that, right. you know, or you airmail a fairway because, you know, it's right on the line you want it, but, you know, you just don't judge it. So, <laughs> of course, a lot of that, the elevated, it's, it's hard to describe. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm glad you had fun, bro. So, um, so speaking of courses, you just talked about PJ West to be a blast. Also, bro, we have to put Stream Song back on the radar. You see, they're 2024. Adding, we're doing Florida. Okay. Well, you see what they're doing? They're adding a fourth course. They're adding another one. It's yeah. amazing. It looks amazing. Just kind of the layout that I saw. Obviously, it's not, it's un- under construction, but it looks amazing. D- Absolutely. During with, your wedding, that's where we made the mistake. I think yeah. we should have just went to Stream Song. Yeah. Obviously, Sea Island was awesome. Right. But I think we would have had a good time of just yeah. going straight to We would have had better. Yeah. We would have had yeah. more fun. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, and then we could have played around a bit more, I feel like, too. Right. So not feel as rushed. But um, Sea Island was still great, but it's one of those ones we mark off and let's move on kind right. of thing. So, um, KT, let's jump in. So, obviously, I, I know um, with kind of, you know, the football um, things going on, um, the Farmers Insurance Open is now going to end on Saturday rather than the you know, traditional Sunday. Um, so let's jump in. Obviously, as we're doing this podcast, the first round is basically over. Um, so we made our picks. You made yours Monday, made mine yesterday. Yep. Um, and for any of those out there that say we haven't or we didn't do that, um, I'll go first. So you can obviously tell that I made my picks before the tournament. Um, so KT, my pick this week was going to be Brooks Kepka. Um, obviously he's not playing the best right now, but I think he's like two under uh, through the first round. So we'll see how it goes. Keep the money there. Um, dark horse this week was going to be Jason Dakes. I know he didn't play horrible last week and I think he has a good chance coming in. I think he's uh, four under maybe or yeah, two think, under. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think um, he's, uh, let me see if I can get to yeah, him. Go ahead. You're fine. He was there. He may have dropped off too. Justin Thomas fell off a little bit too. Right. So everyone that's listening, if you haven't placed your bets or you didn't know that that was occurring, definitely jump on. Go place your bets. I know Michael Thompson was in the lead last time I checked. I think at eight under. I know Billy Horschel was coming up behind him. Um, go place your bets even on Michael Thompson, <laughs> like I, like we did. You can throw a twenty dollar bet. He's still plus you know twenty eight hundred right now to pay out you know five eighty. So it's still good money if he can hold on to a lead through the next couple days. So we'll kind of see from there. Um, KT, what were your picks this week? Yeah, obviously I went with uh, Ricky Fowler. 
course. Um, home, home stomping grounds, yeah. I, I picked on Monday, so it, it's definitely a good pick for me because when I picked him, he was, I don't know, 25000 or something. Yeah, I mean, he was up there. Wow. Um, and then I also picked um, Jimmy Walker, which I think he fell off. He was doing pretty good, and then I think he fell back to like three under today. Um, but still, I mean, not yeah. five back. Yeah, so no, great, after dude. day one, not too bad. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, Ricky Fowler's kind of my one that I picked, and then I feel like you uh, put money on him every tournament he's playing. Which anytime, I'm, not mad, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, anytime he play, anytime but... he plays, I pick him. Right. Um, I like him. I also had Harry Higgs, but he's he didn't play very well today. So God. Fair enough, man. Hey, so got a, a pretty cool feel-good story this week. I don't know if you saw. So just 19 years old, Aaron Jarvis, uh, UNLV freshman. He is going to become the first player from the Cayman Islands to compete in the Masters Tournament in Georgia. He did so by securing a win this past weekend at the Latin American uh, Amateur Tour or am- Amateur Championship. I apologize. Um, pretty cool. Did you see that? I did not, Yeah, he's, but that's a pretty cool story. He's good, man. Also, something else really cool. So, speaking of 19-year-olds, um, I'm going to do my best to say his name correct. Um, it's going to be Akshay Badia. Um, he silenced his critics this past weekend by winning on the Corn Ferry Tour in his first start as a member of the actual tour. I know you turned pro, I think it was like two years ago when he was 17. He's only 19, obviously, now. Um, he's got a lot of criticism um, to, you know, kind of chase his dream, just as everyone is, right? Um, but he's been playing good, and it's kind of exciting to see. Definitely. So, yeah, it's always good to hear those. Um, yeah, I mean, with that, KT, nothing really new on my end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Going forward, um, we want to have a guest or guests on every week. So if you're listening this week, um, please send us a message. Um, we want to fill our weeks. Um, so the next two are open. Yep. And then the next um, three are booked after that. The next three are booked yeah. after that. So we would like to start booking every week. We're not going to miss a week. Um, even if Cody or I are traveling, we're going to do it from afar. Um, so it definitely, let's try to get some local guys on. Absolutely. Um, we're going to, you know, check out maybe the golf garage, some of the local, um, you know, with it being winter here in Indiana. Maybe let's try to get some um, superintendents on while they're slow. Maybe some, um, you know, exercise, um, you know, some kind of training for golfers, uh, teachers, anybody that's listening that kind of wants to talk about um, what, you know, what you're doing in golf, how you got in golf, what what you can bring to the table. We want you on the podcast. So um, reach out to Cody or myself. Um, reach out to Golf Minded. Uh, fans on Facebook, Golf Minded Podcast, um, Golf Minded Apparel on Instagram. Pretty much look up Golf Minded and you're going to find us. Send us a message. Um, you know, our logo, you won't miss it. So um, definitely tune in, send us a message. Let's start filling the weeks up. Yeah, man, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, we've got a little bit of, you know, we got a few minutes here. We can kill KT. Let's talk about another sport other than golf. Let's talk about the Indiana Pacers. Pacers, man, I, I, I just said I don't know what they're doing. Lance Stevenson needs a full contract, multiple year in my opinion. Um, let him re- let him retire here. He's a legend here, and I, and I want to say, but he brings the energy to the fans. Oh man, that's no question. He is one of us. You know, he bleeds the golden blue. I mean, period. Um, did you see the um, statistic the other day when we had um, Karis Levert out? We had Demontis Sabonis out, Miles Turner, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. 
Um, of course, TJ Warren, um, TJ McConnell all out on the bench, you know. Obviously, we still won with our guys. But did you see out of, like, I think it was, like, these are rough numbers as well. But, like, of the $120 million salary cap, $96 million of it was on the bench. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. And we still win a game. That's impressive. I feel like when it comes to adversity, I feel like our team has been great with that all year. Even even the past couple years, we've done great with that. Um, but it's it's tough, man. Uh, do you think the reason, and you and I have kind of talked about this, so with Lance Stevenson, do you think that the reason he's only getting these 10-day contracts over and over again instead of you know kind of signing the deal for the remainder of the season, are they, A, waiting until the trade deadline because something's going to happen, or is this something they're waiting for someone to get healthy? Well, they said no more, so they're waiting on something. They said there won't be any more 10-day contracts for Lance. I didn't see that. Okay. This is the last one that he's on, so that either tells me that something's about to happen right? or they're going to let him go, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I think there's going to be a, a big enough trade that frees up cap space where we give him a contract. They already got rid of somebody. Right. So we're going to have enough cap space there, and they're using that. Keenan uh, Martin. Yeah, they got Kenyon rid of him to, to give us the space right. to to work, basically. Right. And with the 10-day contracts, that frees it up for them to do that. Yeah. And supposedly, Lance is on board with that. Right. But there's no way if he's on board with it and then you get rid of him. Like, right. they're the worst organization in yeah. basketball. Because think... everybody that's left, Paul George, anybody that's left – has argued about how bad the organization is. And so my question to that, so you're saying with Lance, so you're saying would we sign like a sign and trade? Like we'd sign him no way. There's no way we would do that. No, I'm I'm saying that we're gonna keep him. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. We're gonna keep him. Okay. But we're gonna free up. We're gonna get rid no, of him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why they're kind yeah. of like pushing these 10 day contracts. Yeah. So dude, initially I, we've talked about this, but I think they were gonna get rid of Miles Turner. I think we could really package him nicely for some other, you know, components or pieces that'll go around DeMontis better um, that can you know move more freely as the you know the big man other big man or whatever the case is um, but obviously I think that's been halted because of his injury I don't I think we if okay so if it's been halted which it has in my opinion but I think we're going to lose or we have lost so much value for him so we're not going to get what we normally would for you know the you know the best blocker in the league so it's tough but I think the Dallas Mavericks want him which is fine, but what what comes back? I mean, Przingis isn't going anywhere. Obviously, Luca's not going anywhere. I don't know. I no. have to look at their roster, I guess, and see. You know. I, I like the Boston Celtics. I think we get the most for our buck. Right. But I also see Michael Jordan taking him in Charlotte, and we get a Gordon Hayward. Yeah, but I would like to. I'd, I'd like to circle back to that at some point, I guess, even off air. But I maybe we need to look at the contract space too, because uh, Gordon Hayward's getting paid. So compared to Miles Turner, so I think that there's a big gap there where we would have to fill in the blank, meaning we're sending more for Gordon Hayward, and I don't know if that's. But we have. I mean, right we got a TJ Warren that hadn't played in a year. Yeah. We've got guys, back soon. So yeah, we've got guys that, right? You know, Karis Levert. I don't want to get rid of him, but right. so I know you, I know you're biased, and I, I do love Brogdon. Man. I love him out. I know I love Gordon Hayward, but I don't know if he would be a good fit here. I know he's an Indiana guy, but I realistically, so not thinking with my heart, but just being realistic with it, I think that he would not be good for us. I don't think he would flourish the way we think he would here. I'll take care of Gordon. Yeah. Bring it on. Let's go. (laughs) But, yeah, um, anybody listening, um, that's it for this week. Uh, So definitely reach out to us. Let's fill up the next two weeks. Um, Keep listening. 
Um, can't wait. So Absolutely. everybody have a great night and uh, go Ricky Fowler. Yeah, we'll see what, see what Ricky can do. Do and uh, do at Torrey Pines. We'll see. Um, go uh, go Pacers and yeah. Let's have a good night, right. everyone. See you later, bro.